When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Oh, Joe. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> Your face. That I'm was so re- weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking, you know, like drag race. Like maybe I have to start doing, you know, <laughs> I yeah, I just have to start doing different things because it's been like 200 plus episodes of people hearing the same thing. Maybe I have to start, you know, welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, <laughs> just, Joshua. Just do different voices each time, you know? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you. Look at your face. Good to see you. Good to, see you. Good good to, to be, be seen. seen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how's your week going? How's it been? Uh, it's been fine, you know? Just, you know, trudging along. And yeah. um, as of recording this... Uh, we just had Pride in San Diego. Yeah, I was going to ask. I see your lovely shirt, resilient. Look at you. Yes. Uh, and it was Jimmykin's first Pride, uh, first Pride parade. Yeah, here. Yeah, and very it was fun. very, it was very fun. It was like a lot of people, but you know, honestly, I think I've reached my quota on crowds for the year. <laughs> I um, heard it was like the biggest crowd, the longest parade ever. Um, the it was hot. I, I just heard it was like the most of the most. Is that it true was for the you? most of the most? I it felt that way. I we definitely didn't stay on the route the whole time. Um, I like to grab a spot like towards the beginning, and then mm-hmm. you know you see as much as you can, and then when you leave, you can you pass by like the staging area and you see more people. Yeah. So you know that's nice. Um, that's nice to see. Uh, as much as you can, but you know, you don't have to be there out the whole time, but, um, I got a little sunburn, um, cause I had my shirt open and then like, I had like a sunburn on the, in, on my like chest, which doesn't see much sun to begin with. Um, and, but it was good. It was just also a lot of walking. Like I yeah. was kind of bummed. I did not wear my, uh, my watch during that because I would got, I wanted to know how many steps I got in that day. Cause right. you like, I like walked, we walked like downhill and then uphill again, then back downhill, then back uphill. And it was just, you know, it's a, it was a whole thing, a horror but show. It was a horror show, but I made it through, you know, plenty of time to sit, gather my breath and my patience. Uh, It was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. It was not too um, it was not too much either. It was not too much of a um, it was, you know, I think that like 
having COVID so recently helped me feel better about being out in public like that. Yeah. Um, and then just being intentional about where we went and who we saw and it was really fun. And then the next day we had, um, we went to a friend's house party and they held uh, a caftan brunch. So, you know, I got to wear a nice <gasps> leisurely caftan and sit around and eat brunch food in a backyard. It was great. I love that. That's awesome. See, cause that's what I pictured. I, I want to um, see you dressed up like Marlon Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau, like in a lovely muslin caftan and a hat um, with like a nice veil on it to see you floating around. Is that what it'd he make, wears? It'd make me very happy. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I wonder if I've seen any pictures of it or if I have any pictures I could find. Um, I think that was Brando, right? Marlon Brando. Yeah. in the 96 version. Yeah. Here. See, well, this is, this is more me. Um, you're not gonna be able to see. Ah. There you go. <laughs> uh, as podcasts are a visual medium, you dear, dear listener. Um, well, you know, uh, just subscribe to a up. better just subscribe to one of our Patreon tiers and you can see what I just saw. So <laughs> this is true. Uh, but you can look it up. Do- the Island of Dr. Moreau, 1996, uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. That's probably what I should look like if I ever go out in, in, into the sun. I remember because I used to live as, as you well know, and remember right off the parade route, like walking distance of where do mm-hmm. they still set up by the flag and all that on um, normal, not, on normal street, <laughs> which still tickles me. The gay burhood. With normal street. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're the norm, motherfuckers. Uh it's um, yeah, whatever. I don't know what that was. Uh, but I remember being one of the you know, because I lived there and a lot of other people lived farther away when I did walk in the parade a few times with like same and other you know political organizations. Uh, I'd be one of the first people over there to kind of like hang out and like help set up and stuff because I was right there. And you do, they'd want you there so freaking early. Of you know to prepare you stand around for like four fucking hours before the parade even starts and then when it starts because we always had like in my opinion not great placement in the parade <laughs> you know you weren't like one of the first you weren't totally one of the last but you were definitely standing around for hours on end waiting for you know our turn to like start the the, the slow you know death walk to uh balboa park uh or wherever it ends balboa right yeah, yeah. um I know things. I know. I know San Diego. Uh, you know Balboa, Chula Vista. <laughs> Random words for things near me. <laughs> Coronado. <laughs> Anyways, Balboa Park. So we'd walk all that long time, uh, and then there was the one year that I did ride with the Dykes on bikes. That was super fun. I sat on the back mm. of one of the motorcycles. I did really enjoy that. Uh, that was also awesome because we were the very first people to leave and we were done in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I just got to walk around the park all day. Uh, no, what did I do that year? I think I went back home. I think I got off the bike and I said, Hey, that was awesome. Ladies. I'm leaving. <laughs> Who did you, whose bike were you on? Um, my, you uh, don't have, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to tell me, but you don't have to say yeah. it now, but yeah, we'll leave that off, off, off air for now, but it was super fun. I'm sure, you know, you could find old pictures of me, uh, on there. It was super fun. Uh, but I'm glad that you all had a good time. I, <laughs> I did not miss it. Somebody asked me today. Um, they're like, Oh, did you go to pride? Was it fun? I'm like, no, we didn't go to that. 
but I enjoyed seeing the pictures. I enjoyed seeing friends of ours on their floats, sharing pictures and dancing and all of that. Did you do any of the festival? Go see any of the acts or anything? No. You all no. just did the parade and then... Yeah, I typically don't do the... I don't do the festival. That's not something okay. that, like... That's not something that I particularly enjoy. Um, and it's also, like, you know, like you. You do the festival when you know people, you know, yeah. when you know what it's like. I I did not feel... Uh, I did not feel it was worth the investment. Plus, I also like to spend time with my, my people, my community. Right. So, you know, going to the festival takes away from that yeah well hey there's nothing wrong with that it's fine to do that's how yeah exactly i i feel if i know somebody who's playing and i want to go see them that's great uh especially if there's vip tickets so i can sit in the shade nicely somewhere mm-hmm. and enjoy enjoy the um you know people watching of the queer variety mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that could be a good time uh, but yeah, I, I've been so busy preparing for my brother's visit, which is kind of crazy to think that by the time this comes out, he'll be gone. The visit will be over, but, uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. That was the other thing. People are very concerned for me and my house. Uh, it's not very child-friendly. I've been trying to make it child-friendly like the last couple of days, especially in like the spare bedroom. I moved a bunch of stuff and put it away. And, um, you have a you lot know. of breakables. <laughs> We do. We have a lot of breakables. Um, my friend was like, um, so you're going to have your office door closed, right? The, the West Craven Memorial Library. <laughs> like, yeah, just don't let them in here. <laughs> so I don't know. Part of me is like, well, I kind of want to. Uh, one of my brother's sons uh, loves it and loves Pennywise. And I have a really cool Pennywise statue that Jeffrey got me. So it's like there are things in here I want to show them. But yeah, I'll probably have the door closed. Uh, maybe it'll be one of those things like if I'm in here, they can be in here, you know, because I mean, what are they going to There's not a lot they can grab and like smash. They're not those kind of kids. I don't think <laughs> we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, he's, he said the other one, the one year old does tend to grab things. But what I, the one thing about our house is like, you know, I'm six foot. Jeffrey, six, five. Our house is like made for tall people. Like everything's pretty high up. There aren't a lot of like things to grab at like our knee level <laughs> so i'm not too worried yeah. about it and if they break something i told my brother i'll send him a bill you know like thanks for staying at uh synth punk manor or uh you know the Lochnar nest all the different nicknames we have for this place uh bed and breakfast uh here's your bill for the things your little crotch fruit destroyed uh thank you very much <laughs> crotch fruit that's amazing it'll be my new <laughs> That'll be my new thing for children. It's like the little little crotch fruit. Um, yeah. I like the idea of like, just, you know, when, when they walk in the door, just take a credit card. Just, you exactly. Know. Yep. Um, yep. Can, we keep, a, I can mean, we keep a card on file for expenses for you? Let's also like, you know, just recognize that you have cats and cats are little assholes that knock things over sometimes. So Exactly. That's the other thing. And I can't think of anything they've really ever broken. You know, like they've never really knocked anything off and broken it. So I, we just we don't have that kind of house. I mean, I have stuff in here, obviously, but it's not places where cats can get. And I don't really think it's places that kids can get, you know. And again, if they can, well, I'll just break their little fucking fingers and that'll be that. <laughs> they won't wow. touch anything ever again. No. 
No, I'm really, it's, it's whatever. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I know it'll be one of those things. Like I feel the novelty will probably wear off very quickly. Uh, Cause I kind of can't wait for them to be here and like see the cats and see how I'm very curious how everybody's going to interact. I don't know what the cats are going to make it. Like, that's one of the things I'm curious about. Like, do they think they're like them or do they think they're like us or like the dog that comes and hangs out sometimes, you know, our friend who brings her dog over here for a movie night and the cats kind of get all weirded out. What's well, up? Lily does. Hemlock is, you know, I think given yeah. time he'd be buddies, you know? So I, I'm very curious to see how they treat the kids uh, and vice versa. Hemlock is definitely the more curious and the more uh, friendly. I think yeah, he's a yeah, 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 yeah. friendly. Uh, so I am curious to see how that goes. My brother says that they're kind of scared of animals. Uh, they don't have any pets. Uh, so that's probably the best case scenario. If they just are like, Woo, don't want anything to do with that thing, you know, and they just yeah. all leave each other alone. That'd probably be the best. Uh, you know, so I'm curious about that. Um, I've been playing guitar a lot more often. So it's like, I'm kind of, in, you know, I enjoy playing for them. That's always fun uh, to see the kids, you know, respond to music uh you know stuff like that but yeah. otherwise i'm i'm going to just try to make sure they all stay out of the house doing you know quote unquote fun things and i'm going to sit here drinking yes <laughs> <laughs> uh the other thing is is the sam scrunch i'm very curious mm-hmm. how his week's going to go i feel like he's probably going to move out on uh thursday maybe wednesday I think he'll probably, I think he'll probably move. That's when his reservation at the Hilton kicks in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Especially if they start screaming, he's going to (laughs) leave. For him, he can just go to his office and, you know, his, his, his like physical work location to take meetings and stuff. If there's going to be streamers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just text like mm, late meeting. Are the kids asleep yet? <laughs> yeah, one of my other friends was like, make him change all the diapers. I'm like, like he'd even know where to start. He wouldn't even know what to do. And then he oh would my leave God. the whole fucking country. He would leave so fast. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh oh my gosh, drag race is almost over. All season, yeah, all winners season. We, I don't think we talked about it on the last episode. We kind of been doing every other catch up because it's not really much, I guess, to say. Yeah, uh, I mean, it. I mean, not to not to produce the show while we're on the air, but like it'll be weird if we talk about. We can talk about like two weeks ago because the current week is not happened for us yet. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. It, th- that's true. We're you're hearing this, dear listener, and we're already behind. Um, but I will say, as it stands right now, hold on. Joshua's uh, bringing up his spreadsheet. <laughs> well, I love that I found this, and it does. It kind of helps keep a look at stuff. Uh, if the block didn't exist, you know, Jinx Monsoon would be, have five stars. Like again, like she's just blowing away the competition because right now she is four. Two others have three, and then everybody else has two or mm-hmm. one Shea Coulee. Uh, poor Shea. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. I thought Shea would have more. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens, you know, in the, I think in the winning, last couple episodes. Winning right away did not help her because yeah. then it became real for other people and they were able to strategize accordingly. And yeah. um, it's also like, you know, no offense to her, but 
I mean, there are powerhouses that she ended up being up against. So, yeah. Well, like I said, having Jinx there, I just don't, there's not a lot of competition. I mean, she's just, you know, I mean, she has one, two, three wins, two, two top twos, you know, um, that's, is that the most like, yeah, well, she has the most wins at all. Um, because again, Jada only has one win and then one top two, her third star came from Jinx mm-hmm. and then Evie kind of the same thing. She has two, but that's because Jing or because, um, uh, Raja was it Raja gave her a star, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's very interesting. I'm curious how it's all going to, uh, come together uh, like i said a few uh months ago or whatever when drag con happened and rupaul seemed to forget who jinx uh was <laughs> i'm like well that doesn't bode well for jinx winning uh all stars seven but regardless she's doing you know really well uh, i liked raja said something like this past week or two weeks ago where she's like i don't really care at this point you know i've been reintroduced to you know millions of people that you know either never really saw my season or forgot about it so she's kind of content with whatever happens because it's just elevated her uh more um trinity was on a like a i I guess it's like a live show uh, that bosco does on youtube or something or Mm -hmm. somebody filmed like a show that bosco did and trinity spilled a little bit more about the raja thing that she and uh michelle visage did get into it but I'm guessing it was edited out or we haven't seen it yet. Uh, But she did say that um, she felt that Michelle was just being Michelle, but like Raja took it really personally and like did go off. So that's another person confirming that that did happen, but I don't know where at in the episodes and if it was cut or not. I also don't watch untucked. So maybe it's in there. Yeah. But uh, as far as I could tell, it's still just like rumor, you know, but Trinity is the first person I feel like the first queen who's actually commented on it, that it was real. That she just uh, she didn't think Michelle uh, was qualified enough to (laughs) to uh, to discuss to critique Russia. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes you wonder about what outfit, because, you know, they're. Also, like, you know, generally the editing has been pretty, you know, has, hasn't has really shown anyone say anything pretty negative. You know what I'm saying? No, that, yeah, that's definitely the one part of this season. I mean, I like it because I like less drama. I just want to see their art form at the highest level they can, you know, be doing it. You know, within the context of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, again, I don't think the best drag is on drag race. I think there are incredible drag queens who will never, you know, be on like a famous scale who are doing, you know, really incredible uh, art with drag. Uh, But within the context of the show, I do enjoy the less like negative aspect. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there are definitely some times where I'm like, I don't know, maybe we could have read that outfit a little, you know what I mean? Just like there could be, you could critique people without being mean. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be nasty or that's the ugliest dress I've ever seen. You know, like you don't have to say something like that, but it could be a little more real. <laughs> but again, I think that goes to production. And I just think that because of like the level of involvement a lot of these queens have with the production and with RuPaul and with the whole dynasty of it all, I just think they're yep. being careful. So, 
Anyways, anything else, Joe, before we move on to uh, talk about other uh, disasters? (laughs) Um, I am really, really enjoying this season of Westworld. Um, Oh, yeah. You were talking about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's have you watched? Do you watch? I watched the first season, I think, and then I kind of fell out of it when it was new uh, or I watched it when it like first came out. And then I haven't I have not followed up with it. Should the I drama, should I get back I, into it? I don't know if you'd like it, to be quite. Honest, I love Tendi with Newton. So um, I don't know. I really don't know if you would like it, to be quite honest with you. It, this okay. is it's interesting because like the first two seasons are definitely more cerebral it plays with time a lot more it plays with like what like various locations and realities and all that kind of thing and so it's interesting it's one of those like you definitely have to like sit there and pay attention which i know is like the which is the intention and you should be doing that especially for hbo shows but the season three and season four where they're in quote unquote the real world more it just like the action is amped up like the 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 stakes seem a little bit higher and it's definitely more linear and a little bit easier to follow not sure if that's like a studio note if this is always where they were going to go um and still kind of like maintaining the connections to the first two seasons because that was my concern with season three and one of the reasons why i didn't really want to watch it also because it's like it's dystopic and it came out in like, you know, January, it came out in like, you know, right as everything was happening in 2020. And so I was like, the last thing I want to watch is a dystopia right. about like the end of our civilization. And so, uh, but like rewatching or watching it now, like doing my COVID watch of a rewatch of season two, first pass of season three, and now getting caught up on season four, it's definitely like more action packed. It it will it like i definitely think that you should give it a try but i'm not sure if you'll like it but okay it's really good and yeah. I, I, as of recording this the fourth episode uh that came out generation loss is uh is just like gags and twists and turns and stunts and shenanigans um there's a podcast that goonery a, goonery the buffoonery um the uh, there's a like a recap podcast that I used to listen to that really helped uh, enhance my enjoyment of season one and season two. And they're doing it again for season four. And now I want to like go back and like listen to every episode that I've missed just because it's so the so much is going on and they break down like every minute detail. So I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to say, because I just have so many questions. Um, All right. Well, I'll have to check it out. I I remember we watched the first, I'm pretty sure we watched the whole first season um, and enjoyed it enough. But again, just felt, I mean, there's so much, there's so much to watch, as we've said. Um, I, there's got to be a, a like a word for that, like the feeling that I'm never going to read everything that I want to read and watch everything I want to watch. And, you know, I mean, I guess it's just death, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just it's like, when, when am I going to have time for everything? Um, but yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying that. You deserve a show that you enjoy. That's uh, 
doesn't terrorize you too much. So, all right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to take a really quick break and we will be back to discuss 2020's Underwater. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-oh! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. All right. Welcome back. So we are wrapping up. This is actually a really nice um, kind of a transition episode. To our next unit that we're going to be talking about, which is going to kind of be uh, focusing on giant things. Um, so, yeah, underwater, 2020, uh, sci-fi, horror, action. It's got a lot going on in it. Uh, directed by William Eubanks, starring Kristen Stewart. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, K-Stu and crew trapped on the ocean floor with T.J. Miller. Um, no, that's not the actual horror of it all, but maybe I mean, that's pretty Uh, (laughs) bad. (laughs) That's bad enough. And then, uh, in a weird twist, Cthulhu shows up. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, strange, strange little film. Uh, Joe, what, uh, what did you think? And don't tell me that this is what you thought the abyss was going to (laughs) be. I was watching and I'm like, Joe's going to be like, this was what I was waiting for in the abyss. <laughs> well, then uh, I have you... nothing. I have nothing to say then. No, go ahead. What, uh, Joshua, what, what this is you... what the abyss should have been. Like this right. was what like this felt like it was, it walked the fine line of like being action. Like, I don't even know if I would consider it sci-fi because like, you know, like it, it's, it, it also, like, it just moves, and, like, it's very disorienting. I don't think I'll watch it again. It's it, it's just, it moves really quickly, and you just have to, like, I had to put the subtitles on, and, because um, I was like, what are they saying? Who is going on? My fan is really loud. <laughs> like, you know, they, they don't, I, I, like, my volume was up a lot, and I'm like, I don't, I think this is just a film. Um it was a strange film. I can understand why it didn't do as well as people thought it was going to do. Um, you know, uh, the TJ Miller stuff of it all, notwithstanding. Right. Um, and like, I mean, it has a lot of people that like are really great actors, like yeah. Vincent Cassell, John Gallagher Jr. Like it's, it's, it has, it, it should have been better, but you know, it was, it was fine. Um, I did like go back and like, because I, I, because I like watched it all the way through and I still had questions. So I like went back and read the Wikipedia synopsis of it. And I was like, and then all of a sudden, and then like, it says there like Cthulhu shows up and I'm like, what? Like, there's <laughs> no, I hate that thing where it's like, it's, you don't know, like no one is going to know that 
who doesn't understand who doesn't know Cthulhu and Lovecraft, right? They're just gonna think, oh, it's a monster. But like when you call it something specific that has like a defined mythos, that has a defined, like, you know, there are things, a whole level of science fiction horror scholarship dedicated to that thing. And it's like, oh, it's Cthulhu. That would be like if I said, you know, oh, it's the Mothman and what like I, I was just like what this like there was nothing that even hinted at that and I would have loved like you know if the um if uh Emily the botanist or you know the biologist or whatever was just kind of like oh do you know who this reminds me of this looks like Cthulhu you know from the Eldridge horrors blah you know blah 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 like I would have loved something like that but nothing like it's just like we don't know what this is it came up from a vent and now the water is hotter around us. What were they thinking? What were they doing? Um, <laughs> well, I think there's a really quick scene where they show like kind of a pentagram on like a blueprint where the, you know, like where they're drilling and stuff, which again, doesn't necessarily scream Cthulhu mythos. And I think even in interviews of things I've read, they, they filmed it and then decided that the creature design would be because you know they do all this stuff on green screen it doesn't really matter um the actors are acting with whatever you know the little tennis ball or something um you, so they could put whatever they want i think they ended up kind of choosing that after the fact instead of building it into the story at least that's the impression that i get uh and because they don't it's not as if they're discussing the cthulhu thing outside of that like quick pentagram witchy kind of thing <laughs> which a lot of times the Cthulhu mythos like has like some kind of you know humans that are trying to you know get to the other you know plane of existence where the older the elder gods and the dark ones and Cthulhu you know are and you know creating a you know a space for them to come through to allow Cthulhu to take over again and to you know reign supremely evil or whatnot but yeah I think that was an after an after choice. Uh, and again, not a, not a great one because I'm all for like a Cthulhu mythos. Like the imagery of it is really beautiful. Like I actually, I don't hate this film too much. It definitely, again, calls back to better films like alien, like jaws, like yep. the fucking descent, you know, or reminds me of the descent at times, uh, you know, so it, it, it leaves you thinking of films that I, at least for me, like better um, but I think, you know, Kristen Stewart does a good job here. I think you're right. All the actors, I, I think they, they do a pretty good job in, in the film. Um, again, I was, like TJ Miller's kind of a doofus, but maybe that's just his character. I did not realize until reading about this, that he's in Cloverfield. Uh, he's the guy holding the camera throughout Cloverfield, which yeah. uh, shocked me. Uh, HUD, I, I didn't know that. Uh, but <laughs> more on that later, maybe. Um, at, at a later, on a later episode. Um, yeah. So besides that, I do think it's rather interesting. And this is something that we're going to explore over the next few weeks. Uh, how, you know, for a long time, I feel like monster movies with these sort of giant creatures, um, you know, kind of represented this fear of like nuclear war, and like sort of devastation, like there's, you know, readings of that. Again, these are things we'll, we'll discuss. We're kind of almost, we're, this again is transitory between like kind of creepy water stuff and then giant, you know, hell beasts. Uh, 
but this, when I was reading different reviews about it, a lot of people kept pointing out like climate change and, uh, you know, the oceans are getting hotter. That's something like scientists warn about. And, you know, we're destroying the coral reef and we're killing all the fish and, you know, we're making the waters acidic, you know, so we can't, uh, they're not going to be inhabitable for, you know, food sources mm-hmm. that we have and eventually, you know, ourselves. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting that we're sort of in this time where, again, when we're talking about reflecting, like horror reflecting cultural anxieties, um, you know, you have this group of people who are like, you know, fossil fuel extractors, you know, so they're drilling in the ocean uh, and then they fucking release Cthulhu. <laughs> you know by chance uh you know and he's gonna you know come up and you know take over the world or whatever it is cthulhu in in his unfathomable you know uh um um motivations and machinations that that the human mind cannot fathom um (laughs) you know hence unfathomable (laughs) Um, you know, so it's kind of this like interesting conversation about, uh, climate change and, you know, sea monsters representing that, like the destruct or that like mother nature kind of rising back against us and like taking, uh, taking us out, (laughs) you know, restoring like the planet to, you know, some kind of stasis to heal, uh, from humans before, you know, the octopus, uh, octopi take it over. So I thought that was an interesting concept. Uh, cause again, a lot of times when we talk about like Godzilla, which we will be discussing very soon, uh, you know, a lot of times it's about, you know, atomic power and, uh, several of the comments on this were more kind of reading it as a, as a climate change conversation, global warming, climate shift, you know, whatever, whatever your preferred, thought is um yeah. what do you make of that joe you Bullshit. make anything of that <laughs> well of course i mean again like you know it it, it it i would say yes if it was but it's like the whole film is not there's you don't really know you're you're meant to infer by like reading the open you know just by looking at the opening credits and all that stuff all of these things Right. And it's very like, you know, it, it's very show don't tell, you mm. know, show them, don't tell them. And sometimes, you know, exposition serves a purpose. Like you need to show people <laughs> exposition serves a purpose, like show them right. and tell them what is going on. Uh, you know, you got to, you got to show, sometimes you got to do a little bit, you know, I, I would believe it if like, there was a little bit of stuff from like Emily or from Paul, who's TJ Miller's character about like, you know, Oh, you know, we're down here fracking the ocean. It can't be great. You know, you know, of course, like we're awakening things in the deep. Like I would have like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they should have, uh, maybe they should have like hired me to like script doctor this the way, you know, what is it? Um, (laughs) uh, You know, you know what I'm going to say, right? Like the way that, uh, Carrie uh, Fisher used to like, you know, script doctor a bunch of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I just can't, I can't, I cannot with this film. I really can't. <laughs> uh, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, I kind of have like nightmares like this. Um, like thinking about being like next to something so huge in the mm-hmm. water. 
so I have nightmares like that where I'm like out in the open ocean or something and something's like underneath me, like coming up. Uh, I often have like nightmares where I'm like trapped in like a suit like theirs at the bottom of like the ocean as giant things are like swimming around. Uh, so for me, I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoy this movie. It has a lot of like creepy imagery in it that, uh, I'm sure will be echoed by my nightmares. I, I love seeing Kristen Stewart get like her entire body deep throated by a sea monster. I mean, that thing just like, <laughs> it's like taking all of it, all of it is no, I was like, flex. I was his like, grinder oh my profile God. His grinder profile is, 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 is probably really good before she, you know, blew a hole through him or her, whatever it is. Them. It's them. Uh, <laughs> Not it. Know. We don't want to say it, but them. Uh, <laughs> like, I was like, wow, we're really going for it. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, they did a good job of not giving away much in the trailer because, you know, everything they do in the trailer is like, you know, basically the first 15 minutes of the film. And then once you start seeing the entities, um, it becomes it's a whole thing. But like, dang, it was just... Holy crap. It was it was a lot. It was a lot to watch uh like her be like unhint like completely deep throated. And 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 like you know cuz you know she's not going to die, right? Cuz there's like you know there's like 20 something 30 minutes left in the film <laughs> and um but just the just the implication um one thing I will uh, give this the implication. Uh, yeah, just the implication. And, and one thing I will give this film that I actually kind of appreciate is the fact that like, okay, we have like, it's moving like from the get go. We oh, are yeah. not, you know, it's none of this, like, you know, long exposition again, this, right. I, you know what? I prefer underwater over the abyss, but then again, you know, there's no accounting for taste, right? Joshua, like, yeah. No, I mean, again, that's uh, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I, I do. I agree. I think this moves a lot quicker. But again, I think that's because it's counting on if you're, you know, what is it? Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's like it's counting on the fact that you already have the language for what's going on. You know, you already you've seen yeah. Alien. You've seen Jaws. You've seen The Descent. Now, see Underwater. You know, it's uh, and that was something I, I read, like in one of the the reviews for one of the uh, articles discussing it. Was sort of like, yeah, it the it's great because it's ninety five minutes. It kicks off. It's running right away out the gate. Uh, you know, she brushes her teeth and suddenly the place is leaking. It's like, fuck, we're in this uh, thing deep under ocean. This is a bad sign. Uh, and then it's just kind of high energy the whole time. And I agree. I think that's really nice. It also kind of operates a little bit like a slasher. You know, they're kind of walking around and one of them's gone. One of them's gone. You know, it's like kind of quick. So it kind of uses the language of a lot of other horror so that it can um, not be bothered by <laughs> exposition and these you know building all of this yeah. stuff now of course that works against it because you don't really care um you know because these people are really indispensable and you don't have time to really feel for them i mean the bunny little stuffed bunny and there are things in there to, to kind of pull from that uh i also think yeah. they do a good job of uh you know getting case stew and ripley drag 
you know, mixing. So she's not only got her shaved head, which is very Alien 3, uh, uh, Alien Cubed, um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's also reminiscent of the first Alien with her. You know, she's running around in her underwear in the last sequence, trying to like, you know, get in her own escape pod before realizing that, no, what we're going to do is detonate a, you know, the bomb. That's the other problem I actually kind of have with this, with them doing the Cthulhu thing imagery, mm-hmm. um, is that like Cthulhu is like an elder god, like, can you just blow them up? Like that seems, I don't know. Seems well, like I that mean, wouldn't work. <laughs> like I mean, Cthulhu should be able to be beyond that. <laughs> Cthulhu is above being blown up like that, you know. And but here's the here's the thing, Joshua. Like they at the end of it, it's like you know they're gonna drill. You know, drill, baby, drill. They'll right. they, they will drill again. And it's like, uh, you know, this is not gonna like they're setting it so blatantly up for some sort of like direct to DVD sequel. Um, Once again, we have pulled the mask off and found that the villain is capitalism. Is, yes, you know? the, it's like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, which again? I mean, yeah, like there were there were comments in some of the, like the things I was reading about, like is it like science gone too far? Is it sort of like with aliens where it's the the company behind it, you know, knows that these people are expendable and it's you know interested in its bioweapon? Uh, you know, they this drilling company, what are they called? Tian, Tian, um, Tian, T I A N, Tian Industries. You know, maybe they're run by some crazy. Cthulhu cult member who wants to mm-hmm. you know raise Cthulhu but if they blow him up then you know I guess that's over uh um, yes I don't there shouldn't be like a a, a backup Cthulhu <laughs> no no but, backup Cthulhus <laughs> at least I'm you know that's how I would I, I imagine you know because like Cthulhu is this cosmic entity created by um you know, noted uh racist and piece of shit HP Lovecraft uh although you know again he created a whole space, you know, for uh, for a particular kind of sci-fi and horror. Um, but still, garbage human. Garbage uh, human. So, uh, yeah, so considered a great old one within the pantheon of Lovecraftian cosmic entities. Um, yeah, I guess octopus, dragon, human, you know, caricature kind of thing. That's a good way to, to, to uh, describe Cthulhu. Uh, Cephalopodian, you know, cephalopodian. Look at that. We're, you know, we're using that word again. Go us, you know, big words, big words. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I just, I kind of, that was the thing. It's like, I I just, I don't know. I don't know if I buy like Cthulhu getting blown up at the end. I, I, they could have done anything. Like it really, it didn't have to introduce it. Like the film would have worked just fine if it would have just been about you know, like, hey, there's this part of the ocean floor that, you know, beneath it, some kind of entities have evolved and whatnot. Kind of like the descent, kind of like, you know, other things we've seen. It would have worked fine for them to just be any old kind of sea monster uh, yeah. you know, or sea creatures. Um, and so th- the Cthulhu thing just kind of, yeah, definitely throws it off. It makes it, it's very M. Night Shyamalan twist. Like, wait, what? What's going on? Uh, especially because there's not a yeah. reveal. There's not a reveal that any of like the other characters are because you kind of need that. Like with um aliens, you have Paul uh Ru- no, not Paul Rudd, Paul Riser. Yes, uh-huh. 
Yeah, because he was in Stranger Things, right? Which was that's why I kept thinking he was going to be the, a bad guy, like a super bad guy, because I kept kind of picturing him like he was in Aliens, where he plays the good guy, and then at the end, you know, it's like the twist. Um, he was he's one of the bad people all along. Uh, you you kind of you needed that. You needed somebody like that to be like, you know, oh yeah, uh, sorry guys, I'm you know. <laughs> trying to bring back the elder gods and you bring about bring about the end of times and darkness. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, again, I I just thought it it's another one of those movies, kind of like the Abyss and the others that we've done, where it's uh, it has some really cool effects in it. I I do think it's an effective film. Uh, I enjoy it. I've seen it a couple times now. It's another one of those like late night movies. Again, I don't know what I'm like worried about having nightmares and I'm watching this at like 10 o'clock at night, but because it's perfect, it's like all those greens and blues of it. It's, it's like perfect for what I need to like calm down and go to sleep. You know, this is mm-hmm. that kind of movie alien. I like to watch alien at night, the matrix. That's a good one too, to watch before bed. The colors are nice. <laughs> the matrix? This is another one. Really? Yeah. The matrix is another one of my like go-to bedtime movies. Um, I, the Matrix always, the music of it, the colors, that all just kind of puts me into a nice like trance and I could just go to sleep really easy. Anyways, there we go. Kristen Stewart, go her, you know, she tries, she tries so hard. Uh, <laughs> she truly is. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, kind of, that wraps up this uh, underwater or, you know, don't go in the water horror for July. That was, that was our lovely summer. Now we're moving into August. We're getting closer to Halloween. We were out. I saw Halloween decorations. I was like, Oh, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. You're like, everybody's green. Yeah. And I started grabbing things and, um, the Sam Squanch put a kibosh on it. He said, no. Well, I mean, you do have like, you know, you do have, uh, you, you do have children coming. So, you know, like just, slow like you know it, it, I, I know that's a, that would probably be like the most fun for you is to like have family visiting over Halloween like in oh you know. I know I wish if you know and Cody's has said that a few times that he wants to come at Halloween and go with us to like Universal and do not scary and like do all the kind of you know he wants to be here when we have our Halloween party and when we do all that kind of stuff he's like it always looks so fun the problem is is his wife is a teacher so they she only has a very slim you know, picking, uh, and they want to come out for scary Christmas, but again, her family, you know, they love Jesus and, um, you know, they do be loving that Jesus, you know, they want, they want all their children to be home at the holidays and the grandkids Mm -hmm. and stuff, which again, I understand not going to fight people over that. Uh, (laughs) at least not now, maybe if they grow up and they're kind of cool teenagers, then I'll do that. I'd be like, sorry, I'm stealing all of your uh, cool children. And they're going to come out here and hang with me instead of you losers. <laughs> I'm going to teach them atheism and socialism. <laughs> You're going to, you ever see the movie Secondhand Lions? No. I, I was actually going to be really surprised. Actually, that should be a movie we should do for the other show is Secondhand okay. Lions. Um, it's like Robert Duvall uh Haley Joel Osment and Michael Caine um but it's about like a kid whose like mother is you know a wayward woman sends her sends him to like live with her older uncles um just because she needs a break from life oh it's Kira Sedgwick I love her yes Kira Sedgwick yes um the closer and um 
my god this film's 20 years old oh no don't tell me that don't tell me that well 2003 almost 20 years okay um well i mean i guess 20 right because they would have filmed it in in 2002 yeah but it was released yeah 2003 um, but basically like, you know, you would be like you and Jeffrey strike me as like the, the uncles that people will send their children to. Um, so that way they can learn a thing or two about a thing or two. Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think that it's more likely their kids will run away thinking that their lives will be better with us, but they'll just find out that, you know, we'll make them clean. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the film too. Maybe Scoop we should letter. do secondhand. We should we should do secondhand lions. All right. Well, we'll put that on the list. It's always fun seeing what films we may come out uh, with. I think right now this month, if you're one of our Patreon uh, members, you can hear us talk about Splash and Luca, Disney's Luca and Touchstone Pictures, which is Disney, right? That's a Disney entity. It's in, I think it's a subsidiary, yes. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. I, th- I think Touchstone Pictures was created to release Splash. So they can, and, and other adult film, like stuff like Roger Rabbit and things that are geared more towards an adult uh, thing. So, yeah, that's what you can uh, listen uh, to right now. Sister is a Touchstone film. There you go. I almost watched Sister Act last night. I was, I was really considering it. It's Aww. been a long time since I've seen the original. And the last time um, you were singing so loudly over it that I couldn't uh, couldn't really focus on the story. That was when we were at Midsummer Scream before uh, before the world went to hell there for a while. Well, I mean, it still is hell. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, a, a special different kind of hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I, at the risk of like, at the risk of, you know, uh, doing content now that's supposed to be on the other show. I'm looking at like the list of touchstone pictures, uh, films. And there's easily like 10 or like easily like 15 to 20 films before who framed Roger rabbit. Um, which I thought it was going to be like right afterwards. Cause I know we talked about that when we watched it. Um, and that's kind of, I guess that's all I'll say about that because I don't want to, we, we should save it for the other conversation. Did, was Splash wasn't the first? I thought Splash was the no, first. No, Splash one. is the first, but I thought oh, okay. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was going to be like, I didn't oh. know it came out in 88, so. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, well, that makes sense. Um, I, You know, I can't remember. I just know that it was one of them. That, but like uh, Adventures in out. Babysitting, Three um, Men yeah. and a Baby, Good Morning Vietnam. Um, like Dead Poets Society, Turner and Hooch. Like these are all amazing films. Interesting. But it also is interesting because it'll be, we'll see what happens when, you know, some touchstone films end up in, uh, touchstone films end up on Disney plus, you know, we'll, we'll have con air and face slash off. (laughs) Well, and Splash is on there, so you know some of it. Oh and my god! I think Roger Rabbit is on there, so some of them are. So looking at the nineties, um, looking at the nineties uh, releases, I'm like, I, I, I swear to God, I've watched most of these films. Amazing! Um, that's insane. Okay, well, this is really interesting for all of our people. Yeah, so it is, of uh, course, always. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much as always for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to our Patreon subscribers. We always, uh, you know, we we really appreciate you. Your extra special help to the show, keeping us going. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff on our our uh, page over there. So go and check it out. And uh, Joe. 
Good night, man. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davey Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.